2: Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Bubba, we're we're going to dig in today uh, on the chaos uh, that has become college sports, and and we we've got we've got somebody on the front lines with us here today. Somebody we've known for a very long time, long time, long time. Long time. Uh, Greg Seitz is with us, and uh, Greg, uh, is athletic director at Jacksonville State University, and as you hear us on the show referencing Jacksonville State, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. As a matter of fact, if I if I have this right, everybody on Team Rick and Bubba, except for Adler, either attended, or graduated from Jacksonville State. I think that is correct. That 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 is correct. So that 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 is. We got
0: one. It still works. That's right.
2: We we we're 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 five out of six. And we got Helmsley coaching there, and uh, you know Adler sometimes feel like he's left out when we start screaming "Stay cocky," uh, but uh, but anyway, he went to some school. I'm, I'm not sure where it was, uh, but uh, but we are we're going to talk to Greg today. Greg, welcome to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Are you really? I really am. I know
2: because I know sometimes you have to handle the Rick and Bubba thing. With kid gloves, you're like, I, 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 I Is it good? Is, is it bad? Is, is it a Greg? good thing that, for
1: Jacksonville State or a bad thing? Oh, it's a, it's a fantastic thing. Okay, for Jacksonville State. All right,
0: Greg. And before we go any further, let's talk about exactly how to say your name. Helms gets very mad when I don't say it right. And you said it sights like I'm looking, like vision. Yeah, that's exactly Greg right. that's Greg yes, Greg Sykes. Greg Sykes. Yes, but I like saying Sykes. I it's easier. I know you do. I, know you do. Say.
2: I think you almost are leaning on the K like it's a, kind of like a like Linus did his blanket. Yeah, well, I you got know. a little bit of lazy lip. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we all know that. So, Sykes. I'm gonna try to say it right because he gets he gets tore up. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the the, the state of college sports being a mid major. Okay, Jacksonville State. Division one, mid major, all that's been great. Got the bowl win, that's huge, huge. Uh, huge. But but it's a, it's a different life uh, as as a mid major college. Talk about some of the good, the bad. The, the, How's it different? The, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have to you have to think a little different.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and for me, I'm fortunate. This is my 31st year at Jacksonville State, so. I came in right at the right at the end of the ninety two football championship. Yeah. And so I've really seen the transition from the ground You've up. You've seen it all
2: all the way up. Yeah.
1: I have and I mean it's it's really good and when you look at today that we're at the FBS level and, you know, we're playing in bowl games and those things and you think about how far we have come over those thirty years, it, it's pretty amazing and incredible. But uh, I mean it, it's fantastic. I mean it, it's great and you know, when you look at and consider, you know, your alma mater and where your dad was so great to us and and where we're at today, it's uh, it's really hard to believe. Well,
2: that- yeah, I, I, let me say this real quick, and then we we'll because I, I do want to do this publicly, even though we've done it privately. I do want to thank you, uh, and I mean you personally, of course the university, but you personally, for how good you have been, always were, uh, to mom and dad and treated dad with dignity and always good to them, was ready to help them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and you have continued to honor uh, his time there, and I, our family is forever grateful for that. So thanks for taking care of him.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm, I look back on my career now, and I was so fortunate because I had Coach Burgess. You know, I didn't realize it at the time. I'm a 24, 25-year-old yeah. assistant sports information director. But but to be able to sit and learn from your dad, Coach Burgess, Coach Bill Jones, and Coach Rudy Abbott, oh, yeah. I didn't appreciate it as much at the time as certainly as we get further in our careers. I did. But I learned so much from Coach Burgess that I didn't even know, like, Hey, no excuses. There's yeah. not gonna be any excuses. And and so things that I would just be in when I'd go by the offices and we'd just sit and visit, you know, that I was able to learn and that I use every day, just like all players do. So yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh your your mom, I mean, gosh, I mean how I many she she is such an amazing person. Your whole family and with Angie and, and all of you, I mean, we love the Burgess family and uh so appreciative of the time that you've done. So, I mean, that's uh I mean, you're always welcome. We want you back. And well, we thank you. It.
2: I appreciate that. And then, of course, Dr. Bussey, I, I know we, we can jump right in. Uh, well, uh, Greg,
0: uh, I, I think it's amazing how long you've been there and the changes. When I We were joking when I first met you, I was still – working with the radio network and and hooking up antennas. And you were literally, uh, I think the first time I met you, emptying a trash can in the press box. And uh, for you to be athletic director now and be over this thing, I mean, it's amazing. That is so cool, you know. And you were talking about those three coaches. Dream team. You're you're talking about three coaches that all won national championships and Rudy twice, uh, all there at the same time. So you you had a lot of knowledge there at one time. That was quite a brain trust. I, I don't know that too many universities ever have that. Even though it was a Division Two at the time, that's that's a lot going on in a lot of different directions.
1: No, it really is. I mean, obviously, and, and I refer to this a lot. I mean, if you have a route, uh, a Mount Rushmore of Jacksonville State, those three are definitely oh, yeah. on it, right? Oh, yeah. True. And so just just um, the success that we enjoyed and experienced during that time is unmatched by any other school at any level. And so, but just just the day to day behind the scenes and getting to spend time with them was just you know something that I I cherish and I, I learned I learned something every single day when I had an opportunity to be around those great individuals.
2: So we grew up in the era, and Bubba and I, I know have been hard to turn. We just there were numbers. It was Division One, it was one AA, it was Division Two and Division Three. I know that's not the deal anymore, but when you think about we the, prefer
0: to call it that right. Gosh.
2: But the mid majors, they're they're what we would call Division One back in our day. But is 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 that gap between, you know, the 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 I guess it's power 4 now and it because be, <laughs> we don't have a 5. The the power 4 in these these schools and the money and and everything, is that gap getting bigger and bigger and with the, now we're going to 12 team playoff, which I think would be good for a mid-major now to have a better shot to maybe getting in it, but, um, be the Cinderella. Yeah. D- do you think that's the route or do you think we're going to see that the mid-majors almost become their own thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the million dollar question. Obviously the gap is getting larger and larger with the power four, power five, um, you know, just cause of the money and stuff that's being generated. And so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, within the next three to four years, just to say, Hey, that old group just breaks off. You have those 65 schools, then you have what we call the group of five, Uh, And there may be some of the FCS schools, you know, that may end up jumping into that group five. So um, it's just, it's such a different time right now. And it's so fluid. And, um, you know, I will say that the new NCA director, Charlie Baker, is doing a a fantastic job. If we had his leadership, I don't think we'd kind of be in the state where we are today Um, with it, with the, you know, transfer portal and NIL and those things. Um, But, yeah, I think I think you're gonna. Uh, it's going to continue to change.
0: Well, Greg, I know a lot of people that because they ask me questions, I hear them calling talk shows. They're confused. They don't understand the process. And that's one reason we want to have you on. And you may or may not can talk about the NCAA. I don't know. But it just seems like, uh, you know, they had a death grip on everything and they were unwilling to negotiate or move. And this case got all the way Supreme Court and it just gutted their ability to do. And it's like they're scared to pass a rule on anything now.
1: It is. It's the threat of lawsuits. I mean, that's the that's the biggest one of the biggest challenges that's facing the NCA right now is the threat of lawsuits. And so once that the Supreme Court ruled on that Austin case and, you know, o- kind of opened up the floodgates, as you mm-hmm. say, I mean, you've seen, you know, changes just within the last four or five years with that. So, um, you know, the lawsuits are, you know, they're just always afraid of uh, future lawsuits.
0: How are they going to we, – we all think the NIL and transfer portal is out of control. I mean – the NFL has a salary cap. College does not right now. How how will, will they be able to reel this in some, or are we? Is it going to be wild wild west even more?
1: Well, I think what we've what we've got to do in uh, all the conferences and everything, we've got to get some federal legislation. I know that Coach Duvivier and Ted Cruz and some of those folks are working on that. So. There's currently seven bills in Congress uh, that could help it address this, but there's all the states have different NIL rules, right? right? So we've got to have some federal legislation just to kind of get everything back in. We can't uniform
0: uniformity too. Yeah, yeah. We can't
1: get the genie back in the bottle, so we know that we're going to be living with NIL and transfer portal. But we do need some type of federal legislation just to you know for to protect the college recruiting process, bring transparency, and all of those things. And you know, obviously, the intent of of the NIL was not for inducement, right? It wasn't right. supposed to be pay for play, but we know now that you know that that we it seems to have gone that way, unfortunately. So I think we've got to get.
0: Our it, hands isn't it ready. though? Just a kind of a semantics, <laughs> though. I mean, Florida State just got hit with violations uh, because they had a coach drive a player to a uh, an, an NIL supporter, and he said, "Hey, you come to our school, we we'll give you fifteen grand a month, right?" They got in trouble, and I I feel like everybody's been doing that, but they get the book thrown at them for that. But the way it was supposed to be was you come to a school, you sign, you love your school, you're glad you're there. Oh, now that I'm here, I can make some extra money advertising for the local car dealership. But we all knew it was going to turn into this, come here. And then you have people who have got it into the news cycle. They don't have to tell an offensive lineman that they'll pay them 75000 They just make an announcement, and it gets in the news. Somebody said that all the linemen from this particular school is going to make 75000 a year. So guess what? I know if I sign, I'm going to make 75000 So it's an inducement, you know, second time around. So I don't know how we ever get a handle on this.
1: Yeah, and that's where hopefully the federal legislation that we can, you know, come up and and just get some parameters and and guardrails around it. But to your point, um, you know, you're not exactly talking to player A or player B. You just go out and you've got the local barbecue place sponsoring the offensive linemen so they know if they come to that point. You look at Miami basketball last year. Um, you know, they have the big donor down there that owns Planet Fitness. And right. so he, they basically bought their way into the men's Final Four last year because every player there was receiving, you know, if if you know, you hear it's six figures, high six figures. And I think that's one thing we also need to know is, you know, give us some transparency. What are people actually making? Because if I come in and I'll offer – you know, Bubba decides to enter the transfer portal and right. you know, he, he wants to, of that. And and he wants to save face and you know, he we want to know what is Bubba actually getting, right? So that will help Rick if he decides he wants to enter the portal. Well I know Bubba got a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And so but there's really there's no database, there's no transparency out there on what people are paying or what people are receiving. And so a lot of them wanna save face and say, you know, I may only be getting fifty thousand, but I want all my friends to think I'm getting a half a million. There's just no way to verify that, <laughs> right. right? So they're trying to save face and those things. So I, I think uh, certainly that is one thing that we really, really need to do is is get some transparency and get a national database that is showing what people are getting.
0: Can you can you tell us from the university sample how do you, how do you guys handle that? I mean, you, the nil is supposed to be totally separate, but. Obviously there's overlap. Do you get copies of the deal they've made? How does all that work?
1: Yeah. So give the, I mean, us the nuts and bolts. Yeah, so that. I mean there you know, there's no contracts. And so the university right now under the current legislation, we're not allowed to be involved in the NILs, right. right? So you have a collective they've called and so they're the ones that, you know, work those NIL deals out and get it back. But we we honestly and really don't know, you know, what deals are being placed and, and right. who is getting them. Now the you know the kids do have a responsibility and are supposed to report those on their own. Um, and then, uh, but there's no, you know, there's no mandate. If you don't, what's the right. penalty, right? So I bet that's happening a lot. We'll come back. <laughs> Greg Sykes.
2: I'm going to, I don't know. I mean, something's got to happen and we'll continue this discussion when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba show. Watch more at blazetvcom slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Greg Sites, athletic director, of Jacksonville State University, is our guest. So when when we went to the break, you were talking about there's no way to verify. In, in our business, you'd say we'll match any bona fide written offer. And, offer, and you have to bring it to the person you're negotiating with and say, this, "Here it is. This proves that I have this offer for this filling, you know, broadcast company, whatever. So you're gonna match that, or, or am I free to go? Uh, You're saying that the way it is right now, since the university is supposed to be hands-off, all a player has to do is tell the university they have this offer. They do not have to show that it is a real bona fide offer. So you're playing games with no way to know whether this person really has that offer or not.
1: Yeah. and I mean, you've hit it exactly right. So if I'm shopping around and want to look, I'm going to talk to University A and say, hey, University B is offering me $50,000. Well, there's no way to verify for that University B to see if University A is actually up. Would it be a know. violation? But I but didn't you, mean to interrupt you. You don't you. mean
0: University. You mean the NIL because you That's can't right. be negotiated. That's
2: right. Okay. Right. So <laughs> would it be a violation? You're now outside of your boundaries that Bubby's yeah. talked about. If you called the NIL group or whatever and said, hey, this player's telling us. You can't do that, right?
1: No. And they're and they're okay. not going to tell you because right. they don't want to get in a bidding war. Right.
2: right.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's so, you know, that's just I mean, that's why we need an open database, some transparency just to say, okay, how much are people actually getting? And are you know, is a is a lineman worth more than a quarterback? Is the wide receiver worth more? Then what does that do in the locker room if everybody is not receiving an AOP, Right. right? So, you know, now you're running back who's getting a million dollars. Um, you know, he's not getting those yards because his offensive line's not blocking. They say, Well, I'm not blocking. He's not getting any money. <laughs> I want a four way. Well,
2: the thing, that, uh, yeah, yeah, the thing that Bubba mentioned, and you had mentioned to us, but I, I, I want to clarify this again. The state of college sports with this NIL deal is more chaotic than the NFL, you know, or Major League Baseball, NBA. Well, anything. Yeah, right? because they're. Like you said, you have caps, but you also know what people's contract is. Think about the players. So if if I'm if I'm Harbaugh mm-hmm. and I'm going to the Los Angeles Chargers right now, which I'm still not used to saying, <laughs> I know how long I've got Herbert. I know because I, I I know what his contract is. Coach Rodriguez at Jacksonville State University football, he doesn't know how long he's got his quarterback. There's Has no idea. Yeah, I mean it, uh, it, it, he could be taken away at any moment out of the transfer portal and and say so you come into a program you don't people like you're seeing with these coaches change right now what's happening they're coming in and people are flowing out.
1: Yeah, awesome. you know and, and with the the rules are set up if there is a head coaching change the portal opens 30 days for that university. And so Alabama had just experienced that when coach Saban announced his retirement so 30 days and you've seen several other high profile players go to different schools. Um, for but Alabama accident. can't
2: participate in it because they can't do that and because the window was closed for them. But the players can because of the
0: coaching change, right? That's right,
1: yeah. So can, they can
0: their NIL try to hold on to them?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. they can. It's not.
0: It's closed. Right. right. So
1: I can talk to another school and say, hey, you know, they're offering half a million dollars. Right, right. What mm-hmm. you got? What you got?
0: Of course, I can't
1: verify
2: it. but uh, <laughs> what, what about this new deal where it seems like they're trying to opening the door even wider as far as the university's role? We did the story. Yeah. Where, well, now wait a minute, I'm not offering him money to come to my school, but I'm going to offer him money to
0: promote my school. Yeah, now Charlie Baker's wanting to get that rule changed, right. right? Didn't yeah, he and bring I, that
1: forward? He did, and most of the membership's in favor of that because now now we'll be able to, you know, in the beginning, you know, the biggest issue was transfer portal and NIL came about at the exact same time. I think if one had come about a year later, good, right. you know, then it was an earthquake. Things, wasn't it? It, yeah. it really was. It was the perfect storm for. For college athletics, unfortunately, because the transfer portal certainly, if you're, you know, they always argue that, you know, if a coach, you know, he doesn't have to stay, he's got to. I understand that. I think that's valid. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, my only comment on that is, you know, you're exactly right, but the coach has a buyout. Right. Right. So the coach is, you know, reimbursing the school for the time invested in there. Right. Right. And then they can move ahead. Whereas for a student athlete, they don't. Even though I think us as a membership has done a very poor job of saying. You know your college, your college scholarship is 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 valued. That's right, it is. Right. Yep, yep. And so you know for trust us trust me, Jackson, I paid.
0: Yes. Right. It
1: is. So at Jacksonville State, you know our tuition is around thirty five thousand dollars a year. But by the time we we factor in, we're providing them medical costs, we're providing them athletic trainers, we're providing them meals. You know we're spending close to probably fifty thousand dollars per student athlete per year. By the time you factor in all of those things. Uh, because of their health care and all that stuff and so i think we have done a poor job of of educating our students and potential recruits and stuff on that that you know it is an investment when you come to jacksonville state and we all know um at the end of the day that a college degree how much your life earning is so much better when you do have that college degree and
2: and i'm just thinking in my head just thinking about the business side of it being you know uh, a mid-major if i'm if i'm shelling out scholarships and i'm a a power four or power five. I know that my 80 to a hundred thousand seat stadium stays full. I know my merchandise is moving like there's no tomorrow. I'm making tons and tons of money. So, okay. If you're a mid major and you're paying $50,000 for an athlete, trying to recoup that money is a little harder road just because of ticket sales, merch sales, I mean, it's not like it's so easy to make it back like it is for, you know, the bigger schools.
1: Oh, 100%. And right. In, and I think the thing that people overlook a lot of times is really your high school seniors now, they're the ones that are really now not getting those opportunities at the higher level. Now, if you're a five-star national player of the year, you're going to probably continue to get those. Right. But if if we'll look and track, you, you can tell Division two is going to be a lot better now because there's a lot more high school True. kids available, right? So we'll just look at a Power Five school. If they need a quarterback or whatever, they're not going to sign a high school kid now. They're going to go get someone who has proven they can go out and compete no doubt. against the college kids. So they're going to go on, look at a power or a group of five school or Division two. Okay, who was first-team all-conference quarterback? That's what we need. Let's have uh, somebody reach out, see if they're interested in transferring. Uh, let me let me yeah. ask
0: you this overall, as you see, and we've debated this and, and, and talked about it. As this goes forward, will the NIL make the bigger schools even better or will it help the mid-majors to close the gap because they can't pay everybody and some of those guys are going to go where they can get playing
1: time? No, the, the bigger schools, I mean, uh, unfortunately right now, I mean, they're, when you look at Texas, they just released all the NCAA revenue. I mean, they, they generated $280 million last year. So Alabama, those those schools with the TV deals and stuff, their revenue is continuing to go up. Is that up.
0: about Jack State's love?
1: So no, we're we're slightly below that. We're, <laughs> we're at the tier two television deal, yeah. yeah, right. But so I mean, so that's what's going to happen. Uh, we we talked about it off air that you know the NFL you have a salary cap, mm-hmm. and the team that finished last gets to pick first, right? Well, right. Here, that keeps it fresh and mm-hmm. keeps a rollover. Right. Yeah. Ask the Patriots. Right. And you want <laughs> you want to be close. or right? the lines, right? Yeah. yeah. But in our case, the teams that made the college football playoff you know, who are going to probably pick first, right? So they finished first, and they're going to pick first as well. So, um, you, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the world we're living in. Well, and
2: and I think back, you know, even the times that, that we were there, and I, I know it was Division Two then, but same thing with 1AA and now mid-major, is you would have these players that the big shoes, they missed them. And you're like, ah, huh? you missed them, you missed them. And, and, it was, and they would have to lose playing time in order to say, well, I'm going to leave now and try to go to one of those. Now you get these players, even when they miss one, all they do is reach down into the mid-majors and reach down into Division Two and, uh, and put them in the transfer portal and give them a little bit of money and they t- steal them from you.
1: Yeah, and they're eligible immediately, Immediately, point. So yeah. now I can come in and fill that gap where if I had a kid that, you know... We you can't even keep it. the misses anymore. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, exactly right.
0: Greg, one more question on this. I know we got other topics to cover, but... Charlie Baker, as we talked about, had proposed the universities being able to hire these kids, too, which I think is a natural. You know, if I'm wearing the jersey, um, why not promote the college? Sure. But the way the current rules are set up, the college has to cannot do it directly. They have to do it through the NIL. So will the college have to hire the NIL to hire their players to promote their college? I mean, I just see this being a circle that we—it's gonna get goofy.
1: Yeah, and you know, it, <laughs> it's probably not a good time to be in the compliance office, right? Oh now. my it's gosh! American Can School you imagine? Oh my right but I think what will happen is if the if if the schools are able to do that, then they'll just bring it in house and and be able to you know make those deals and offers. It,
0: it, do you, Do you think the NIL uh, is hurting? uh, the not recruiting but uh fundraising for the university and i have talked to several of them at other universities and they said absolutely it is that i mean people are moving their money to the nil because they think that's where they're going to get the players will that will that affect coaches salaries facilities building programs
1: and all that it will i mean you know for example if the donor has a thousand dollars that they want to donate to the university so currently you know the school has been depending on that thousand dollars every year and now you've got nil, and the and nil people are going to say, "Well, I need two hundred dollars of that." Well, I, as a donor, I still only have a thousand dollars that I'm able right. to contribute. So now I'm going to knock down eight hundred dollars to the school, two hundred dollars yeah. to the nil. So yeah, absolutely to the definitely. point. Now we haven't seen it; it hasn't caught up yet right. with schools, but right. certainly over a period of time, it definitely will. You'll see the donations go down. Well, and it it's like you're competing it, against
0: the nil, yeah. and that I mean. Yeah. Again, what do we do? Yeah,
1: but when you but when you're sitting in the, you know as a head coach or as an yeah. athletic director, you're saying, okay, well, if I get I can get better players by using an I.O. deal, right? So right. if I get better players, my results on the field should translate into more wins. Right. So you get those bowl wins and those opportunities. So when you're the head coach or an athletic director, you're saying, well, it really does help us, although it hurts us on the bottom line here. Hopefully, you can make it up. You know, by when, Man, It by just when gets that. crazy.
0: I mean, mm. it's, it's it's hard to track, hard to predict, hard to plan, you know?
1: Greg
2: Seitz is our guest, athletic director at Jacksonville State University. Uh, we'll continue our conversation right after this. All right, so let's talk about Patriot Mobile. Uh, this is a very simple, easy message because we all are there. Uh, you're out there. You need service. You don't like giving your money to companies that then go out and publicly advocate for things that you don't agree with. Uh, and you don't like your money being sent to them, but many times you go, well, I don't really have a choice. Well, well, when it comes to your wireless service, uh, you do have a choice, and that's Patriot Mobiles, uh, Mobile. America's only, and I do mean only, Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding things that you don't agree with. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to send a message. You're going to say, I, I support free speech. Uh, I, I support religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment. Uh, I'm supporting our military, our veterans, our first responders. Uh, it's a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, and you're going to appreciate that. Uh, so making the switch is very, very easy. You can keep your number if you want to, keep your phone, or you can upgrade. They'll help you either way. Go to patriotmobile.com slash bubba. PatriotMobile.com slash Bubba, or you can call them, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Bubba at PatriotMobile.com. We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, Athletic Director of Jacksonville State University. Greg Seitz is
0: our guest. Greg, talk to us a little bit uh, about your involvement with the NCAA. I know you're a, a member of the NCAA Men's Final Four Media Coordination Team. And every time I look up, I mm-hmm. see you in the background getting a coach on TV that just won a championship. Tell us a little bit about that. That has to be fun.
1: Yeah, so for for the folks who may not know, I came up through the athletic media relations side, sports information side is, oh, yeah. is the old word. So, you know, I still have a, a, a passion for that. I mean, that's uh, you're into broadcasting. That's what you enjoy. And so uh, I really enjoy that. I had the opportunity to with some of my friends and connections as you work some of those events to get to know the right folks that run it. And so now this would be my 13th straight year to work the men's final four. And we're in Phoenix this year. So the longer you're on that committee, then you move up,
0: you Mm -hmm. know, kind
1: of on job ranks and stuff. So now kind of what I've done the last few years is once the coaches come in, people may not realize it, but the teams come in on Wednesday. And then on Thursday we tape uh, all the CBS stuff, all that interview. So during the game and the game presentation, you'll see, you know, the players over there dribbling basketballs with the smoke and all that stuff. We tape that. Uh, on Thursday and then on the off day on Sunday, and we do all those interviews and stuff. So, um, you know, as you're there longer, and and so if I'm the coach liaison at the end of the game, my job is to get the head coach, take him over, and let him do his interview with CBS uh, with those folks. So, you know, you want to have a familiar face with them because you've been with them all through the week. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and so when the game's over, you're to do that. So very fortunate and blessed to have that opportunity, and I I have worked a lot of uh, NCAA events, and obviously the men's Final Four is a great tournament.
2: How many times, because I remember Bub and I only a couple times, uh, one of them was the Music City Miracle, and when our friends saw us on, on that footage, our phone just began to blow up. Melt. People, uh. how, does your phone blow up when everybody starts <laughs> going, Greg, I see you. What are you doing there? Why, why are you standing there? You get that?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and I can tell once I get on camera because my, my phone starts buzzing. <laughs> yeah. crazy. My Apple Watch, I mean, it goes crazy. So, you know, so then I know, okay, let's don't do anything silly. You're on national television. Right. So, but, you, sure you, that, but
0: you've got to meet legendary coaches in all these sports and, and some players. I know you get to you meet some of these players that, uh, that come to the events, and uh, I've seen some of the pictures. It's pretty cool, huh?
1: It is. Well, my, um, you know, a couple of things. Coach K, um, you know, everybody, you know, regardless if, you're, if you like Duke and what he – you have to certainly respect him and what he sure. did. But it's funny. So I'll be at the loading dock. He'll come in. Uh, and he'll get on the golf cart, and every time he'll say, "Hey, I'm I'm Coach your chef I said, "Yeah, Coach K. I, I think I, I know who you are. And <laughs> right, yeah. Respect you." And so yeah. we drive. But you know, a lot of great memories. One of them being Coach K uh, after they lost North Carolina in the mm. semifinals. I mean, I drove him on the golf cart, him and his wife, back to the cart, knowing that's the last time he'll ever you know serve as the head. coach. What was so, that like? I mean, it, you know, it's, it's what, was it pretty somber? surreal. It, was, I mean, it was because you know his wife and. Uh, you know, so obviously for them, the family time, they, they're realizing, yep. hey, you know what? My career is coming to an end. Yep. And so, um, you know, so you are you're set there, you want them to have their time and stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of that, I work at NCAA baseball, and so um, the LSU coach announced his retirement. Um, I had their super regional in Knoxville. You knew Tennessee was going to win, so I told their sport administrator, hey, go go get his wife and family and kids. They can come down before we go to the press conference, give them their time, because you know when you and you know it for being in athletics for so many years. Oh yeah. If that's your life forever, and now all of a sudden, strike three, yep. your career's over. Now it hits you, and so we want want his family to be able to experience that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean there has been uh, unbelievable moments and stuff, but I try to kind of think ahead, and I think just because of you know what I've been doing for so many years, say okay, if I was in this situation. I would love for my wife and kids, right, to be here to experience yeah, this yeah, sure. with them. So I try and think of things like that that maybe they're not thinking of because, you know, they're into the game, into the mood and stuff. So I try to just make it special for them as well.
2: Have you, you no know, names, but have you had some unpleasant experiences?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's always, yeah, you You can know. share names if you want, but I'm <laughs> just saying. No, yeah, because, I'm not going to press you on that. But, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're on the golf cart with the athletic director and the head coach or or whatever, and after a tough loss, and mm-hmm. um, you know, one certainly comes to mind in this state. Um, I mean, I was in the Auburn locker room after you know the the call, no call, double dribble, however oh, it went, yeah. final right? four, oh, the wow. final four, good. right? Oh, so, no, not that. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I usually stay with the winners, but because of my relationship, they said, hey, would you go to the Auburn locker room and you know, kind of help manage and and control that. So I was right. like, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's fortunate because, you know, those uh, my friends are at Auburn that work there, so I know them. So it, it helped. I mean, it certainly didn't, you know, it didn't uh, cure how that game ended. And I know, Bubba, you were at the game. Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah. It know, was
0: good to see you there because, you know, we, we got to... Uh, well, and uh, very crazy because you know I'm well documented being a Viking fan, sadly. But oh my uh, to to be in that that stadium where they play, I've never seen them play football. But I end up there to watch a basketball game, and and we literally was just hopping planes and anybody we could hitchhike to get there, oh, yeah. and then we get there, and I hear Greg going baba baba. So it was good to see a good face, you know, a friendly face when we finally got there.
2: Well, have you noticed, Greg, and I, I say this as a compliment, he's a, he's a calming force. He is. He's you very know, calming. You got, you he have talks perfect, calm. And, yep. you, you have the perfect countenance for what you do because you, you always are just almost, you, you bring kind of a steady calmness to sometimes some uh, rough situations. You don't ever seem to be, if you are I never freaking, see you if, get flustered. Yeah, if, you're, if yeah. you're flustered, I've never seen it. And I, I know that doesn't, you may just control yourself very well, and that's why you're perfect for this kind of job.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, I, I think that's why the NCA and stuff, they like me working a lot of these games and stuff because I know you'll find this hard to believe. Probably the college baseball is my favorite thing to work. Right? So really? I know. Yeah. So I serve as an NCAA site rep. Um, and I, I know, see
2: you every time I I, I watch that. <laughs> yeah. I
1: know, and I know you'll find this hard to believe, but sometimes the team, the coaches on the other teams don't always get along. They don't. I know. I know it's hard. <laughs> I shock- do not know that. And in baseball, the the biggest thing that we deal with is is rain and, and impeding weather and stuff coming. Because if I was at LSU last year for the regional and super regional, so they've got the number one overall oh, yeah. draft pick, right? Oh, yeah. So he's a pitcher, fantastic. And Stuff, but when you're in Baton Rouge at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, you know what? I mean, I've been down there a lot, they're gonna have pop up thunderstorms, right? Yeah. So, lightning. So, the worst thing for even as a site rep, the last thing we want to do is you get a pitcher up, he pitches for 45 minutes, right? Now, we've got a delay, mm. now he's no longer able to come back in, and there's a lot riding on this, right? So, now, the winner is yeah. going to Omaha, right? Wow. For the Colorado wow. series, so. You know, the coaches are, are very tense. So what I try to do and what my philosophy is, is I'm going to get both coaches in. We're going to call from the National Weather Service. Then we all hear the same thing. At the end of the day, it is it truly is my call how, you know how we're going to do it. But I want the coaches to know and understand, okay, this was the information at the time that we had as we decided to make that call. And last year, um, I, we, we delayed the game, pushed it back, and I was really getting a lot of pressure from ESPN because it was an afternoon game and everybody mm. wants to be there. But I was like, there's too much riding on this for us to, you know, not have the bet, have the players uh, decided on the field. So we ended right. up moving at night. It was a great game, great atmosphere. But the thing I did respect is in the press conference, the media and stuff, we really didn't get lightning for about an hour, 15 minutes where we, we, if we had to start it, we'd have to stop the game. So, right. you know, it was pretty sunny. I mean, I was getting beat up pretty good on Twitter and everything. <laughs> okay, it was a yeah, yeah. beautiful day. Why are we not playing? And those things. But I will say this to, to the credit of of both of them, it was Kentucky and LSU, in the post-game press conference, they said, look, y'all didn't have the information that we had at the time so, that the NCAA made the call. So they actually kind of stood up and defended, you know, why we did that. So for me, I'm a big communicator. I think it's about, you know, relationships and Transparency. communication yeah. and let's just get everybody. And you all heard the same thing, you know? And so, um, I think that's just very helpful about that.
2: No, there's no doubt about it. And, and that Bub and I've been of that camp too. And, and you're, you're doing that even when we were and, and learned this from dad too, and you just did it. Anytime you're in some leadership role, like we, we did it as coaches, this, these people that put themselves in leadership roles are coaches and they, they just kind of inform people as it happens. That's a huge mistake. What you did was perfect. I like to do something before it ever happens. And then when you're in that moment, you go, remember, we talked about this. We we, we covered this. There's always Uh, going to be people unhappy, but you do all you can. But you you knew this, and now what I said could happen is now happening, but you know why, because we talked about it. Yeah. You know, and I used to say that when a kid wouldn't get to play. Well, remember, we talked about why, what would keep you from playing, your kid, violated one of the rules that we all went over and talked about before we ever got here you acknowledge i even had you have him sign it that you knew this scenario and now your son's not playing because of exactly what we talked about before the season ever started and usually the parent will go, well, that is true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah. And
1: and it doesn't happen as much in, in college, but I know in the high school stuff, everyone thinks their their child is the best player. You know, no. why, why are they not playing this stuff? <laughs> and, you know, very rarely, every so often I may get a call and I say, look, let me tell you this. Our coaches want to win too much to not play the best players on <laughs> the right, field. Right. Right, right. And secondly, they're at practice every day. So they know who's performing and who's having good days. So. Mm. Um, you know, so that's always kind of been, and, and it, we don't get that often at the college level, but yes, certainly in in uh, high school, junior high. Well, I oh, hear, yeah.
2: unfortunately, yeah. this has come to the college level more and more. Yeah, we had of a story the a couple that, of years yeah, ago yeah, right. about that. was not that? Yep. Uh, I forget who the coach yeah, it was. was it was in Arkansas, wasn't it? Somewhere, yeah. and he he couldn't believe that college parents were calling about <laughs> how he had arranged the summer <laughs> schedule for, yeah. for the yeah. for the football Somebody team. Somebody want to go to Disney? Yeah. Or something. We'll be back. More of Rick and Bubba University. The podcast right after this. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Greg Sykes is our guest. He is the athletic director of Jacksonville State University. We talked life as a mid major, the impact of the NIL and the transfer portal. Uh we talked about that, you know, there's the leadership at the NCAA I know there's only so much you can say about that, but maybe a little more leadership on all this to kind of help us, maybe
0: guide us a little more. Yeah, but yeah. I think
1: we're in a better position now Good. with, with yep. Charlie Baker and, and So the, all that's and gonna help him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. and Greg, I'm
0: always amazed at people and you know a lot of them call shows well we need to get out of the NCAA and do our own thing. You still gotta have somebody who's
1: in charge. Right. It's just gonna be the same I mean the NCAA was created by the members. It is and that's the thing it, it's always so funny because you know Indianapolis they take a beating a lot of times. And what right. I what I try and remind people when they're in, I'd be like, you know we are the NCA. Right. the member schools and we right. voted on these rules right. and regulations right so and, and you know, voted
0: and, to join and right. you <laughs> voted to
1: join and and yes we get to enjoy the revenue from that standpoint but the reason we have this rule is because three years ago this school violated it and so we said hey in order to make it fair right you need but you got to have a governing body yeah, mean, right. At the, you're end the day, right. right and yeah. they talk about well let's pull the football out and it'll go there you can do that but you're still going to have rules. Right. Somebody is day.
2: still
0: going to have to be in charge.
2: Yeah, people are trying to find a way not to have rules, and that, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's just it's never going to happen. And occasionally the rules are going to go against you, and you're not going to like it, and you're going to be unhappy. So, you know, it's just the way it is. So
2: the one thing we haven't discussed is you being part uh, of the Legends and All-Star Zoom call. Uh, what What is this? I mean, when, when Speedy and you and yeah, I don't even – what is this?
1: Yeah, so it's it's pretty neat. So the, I think we all remember sports shut down on March the 12th, 2020, right sure. I was Right. I remember I was in Nashville at the SEC tournament and shut down. So, you know, the Couldn't whole Couldn't believe that,
0: by the way. No, mm-hmm. I know it. didn't. We're I knew it was real when they canceled that basketball. True. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is real. It's real.
1: You're right. And so we all got sent home, right? So we're sitting at home. So, you know, I, I got bored at home. I mean, it's, you know, I was like, okay, this is, I get to talk to a couple of people. So I sent an email out to some of my sports information people and stuff that I work with. So my first call, we did it on May the 6th of 2020. And so... It included, I'll just name some names, David Housel, former mm-hmm. athletic director oh, yeah. at Auburn, great guy, Craig Pinkerton, who works at the SEC, Claude Felton, who's a great friend at the University of Georgia their SID, Shelley Pose at Auburn, Bud Ford, retired Tennessee SID. So just some of my former SID friends. And I said, hey, let's jump on a Zoom call and just visit for, you know, catch up and see what's going on because we haven't done this. Well, we've done it 191 straight weeks now.
2: (laughs) 191
1: straight weeks. And so we do it every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And I would just bring in different guests each time because, you know, as as much as as great as friendship that we have on the SID world, we would just expand that. So obviously with those people, you've heard a lot of SEC folks. So I would say, hey, I think one of my first kind of guests out was uh, Vern Lundquist because – you know, he. I mean, he's called SEC football oh, yeah. at that time. He had just retired. So I was like, hey, let's see if Vern would love to he get on. He may be looking for something to do. He's retired. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So he jumped on. I mean, he had a blast, and uh, we call him Uncle Vern. Uncle Vern is on every single week now. Every week. <laughs> he loves it. So he, he loves does. it. He does. He yeah, I, lo- bet he, he so,
2: it. I bet y'all have still not exhausted all his stories.
1: No, and I tell you, his voice is, when he comes on, I mean, it's incredible. But I had Eli, I ran in. We were playing basketball at Alabama, and Eli Gold was there, and I said, Eli, I do this. I do this Zoom call, would you mind jumping on one week? Well, Eli got on, he doesn't miss either. I mean, he loves it because now he's getting to visit with Vern again because Vern's retired, so he doesn't do it. But some of the other guests we've had on, um, Tracy Wolfson, because of my NCAA connections, Jim Nance, Tracy, um, Coach Sonny Smith, Coach Wimp Sanderson, Charles Barkley jumped on one day. Um and so I mean it's been it's been really good and uh I mean we get great stories every day so it's just a great way for us to, and it's so a great how, way to stay connected as well. How can people see this? Because well, you are doing you a Zoom call. Yeah, is, is it's it, it's, it, it's not for why public. Can't we make, it's private. Well, yeah. It's
0: just y'all doing it. Right. It is. I mean, you're pulling a dare bear. Come right yeah. really are. You're we, talking about something we, we can't see. see. So it's not a podcast, and it's, it's not
1: something you know y'all. just do it for fun. We do it just for fun, just to catch up. But I'll have you on as my special guest. Yes, have you we, saved all of them? You got to bring the good doctor. I mean, y'all gonna put them on one of these days? You think? I don't think we could put them on because I mean, there's some truly behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> because, you know, the good thing, I'm serious. Y'all are being brutally honest. It <laughs> is. The good thing is they know that they're among friends. So, right. You know, like the um, – You, you know, can't violate that. No, exactly right. But like when Coach Dye passed away, asked David Houser, who was his longtime – I said, tell me your favorite Coach Die story. Well, it's not for public publication. Yeah, right, 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 But, I mean, he had a great story. So that makes me want to so. hear it even more. That's, it yeah. really yeah. does. But, yeah, it's some good, there's been some great times and moments on there.
0: It, I know there's. Are lot... they safe somewhere, Greg?
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I bet they are. Yeah, that's I, a dangerous yeah. reel, isn't it?
2: The uh, there's been so many uh, crowning achievements at Jacksonville State, giving Bill Bubba Bussy the honorary doctorate. Uh, what has that done for the university? Mm.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm telling you what, um, yeah. it's just, I don't even know if I could even put it into words. Right, yeah, the, I mean, the, just the impact. Oh, just it's unbelievable. The, yeah.
2: And, yeah. It and, and was a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah, that. that. That's, a, that's a great honor. I mean, all kidding aside, especially from Bubba and I and our academic prowess at Jacksonville State, it's, it's quite an honor. <laughs> well, it's
0: the decade of learning. <laughs> it case, is. Like, which it, was actually it, 12, but, I, you but know, we it, just round it down to 10. But I
2: love the fact that you did go long enough to get a doctorate. And then you you got one that to me that it all it works well. Perfect, I mean it it,
0: it it was kind of I don't I mean I don't know if you look at it that way, bro, wait, but I it was an endurance yeah. thing. But right. uh, you know we certainly appreciate the honor. I, I'm very honored, That's and great. it's a, it was a great day and to to go in and do that with Todd Jones, who oh, we're friends with, yeah. uh, made it even better. And uh, we ha- we talk about that day a lot. We really I,
1: do. I always kid, Bob. I said, you know, he was at Jackson State for two terms, Reagan and Bush. <laughs> <laughs> He was there for two turns.
0: I might I you know I'm trying to think uh we may Wait have, wait which might see, We may have got Clinton too in oh, there. Oh my god, I don't know.
2: But it's uh you know and and I know when you we start thinking about the tie of Jacksonville state to to this show. And, and, you know, and, and one of the things we were talking about and, and and we won't sidestep it is, you know, there was some, some repairing that needed to be done when, when, when dad left, which was unfortunate. Uh, but you and, and former players and so many other people, really, really worked hard to get the, the field named after dad. And, and that that put so much salve on some old wounds and brought everybody back. And, and that has been so good. And, and now, you know, seeing uh, that be resolved, you, you really did a good job kind of heading up a lot of that. And, and it really took some of the unfortunate parts for a while away and kind of got us back to where we're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, when I will tell you, it was a great learning experience for me because we yeah. went from division to to Division 1 AA. Well, everybody at Jacksonville State at the time, we really didn't know what 1 AA or FCS, what it was going to do to take. But the learning part of that uh, was when we were ready to go from FBS, I mean, up to FBS from FCS, we knew what not to do the first time. So I think you'll see why we had so much more success the second time around because we did the investing in the coaches and the scholarships and those things that we did not do initially from Division 2 to Division 1. So, Um, And there certainly was some hard feelings and and those things. And was they so happy to was able to get back that because you mentioned it earlier. I mean, I was able to get coach Abbott back involved, coach Burgess and everything. But that was great. um, Yeah. I mean, nobody likes you know, it didn't end well at the time, but now it's it's so much better.
2: It's great. And and you played a great role in that. And I'm so glad of that. Yeah. It was funny when that, we were learning that one double a jump, you know, dad was still there for a few seasons and he was like, I think one thing we didn't think about was we basically have to see who will play us. Mm -hmm. And guess who's going to play you? Everybody says, you got to travel to come see us. He goes, I look, we're trying to get our bus and get out to Montana, get on planes. You know, he's like, we didn't have, (laughs) nobody had to play you. No. So so you, you really could only go, which these became more expensive trips. On whoever would play you.
1: Yeah, when you yeah. looked at and when Jacksonville State coming up, and we were coming off the 92 championship game, right? Yeah, yeah. But we'd also been in the championship game three of the four previous years. So it wasn't like you had a school who wasn't successful. Right. When, when you're moving up, nobody, nobody wants to play wants you, to play you right? right? Except the top ten you're at that right. division because they can't find anybody to play them anyway. Right. right? So, yeah. unfortunately, we went to Northern Iowa, Montana. Right. That's all, crazy. I mean, the top ten teams. Yep in that yeah. division because they all had openings. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah I mean, you and know, you're
0: not geared up to be uh, at that level uh, yet. No. It's, it's, right. it's a tough deal. Yeah. Greg, talk a little bit. I don't, I don't know how much long time we're, we're, we're got, about out. Yeah, just real quick, minute, yeah. Greg, scheduling. We just had an announcement, uh, UAB and Jack State oh, football home and home. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. And uh, that was one of our reasons we wanted to move to have the opportunity to re- schedule those regional opponents. Uh, UAB, we've got uh, Coastal Southern Miss this year. Uh, obviously, the question I get the most is when are we playing Troy? I can't believe you're asking yeah, that. Yeah, that's and, so, yeah. and we're working on that, and hopefully, we'll have an announcement um, by the summer on when we can. That'd be so get good to bring that.
2: I know that some people don't realize what a fun rivalry that was. It'd be great to bring that. Will it back. you come
0: on our show and announce?
2: Yeah, will you let oh, us will,
0: absolutely.
2: Greg, thanks for being with us. Uh, and a lot to talk about the state of college sports. A lot of people are wondering. Where are we headed? And you gave us a lot of insight on that. And thanks to each and every one of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.